Welcome to the Talk of Fame Network. I got a good deal on those boys. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. With your Hall of Fame voters. Don't act like you're not impressed. Ron Borges. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Rick Oslin. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Clark Judge. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? On SB Nation Radio. My father used to say that the greatness of the Raiders is in its future and the opportunity to build a world-class stadium in the entertainment capital of the world is one opportunity that will give us an opportunity, give us the ability to uh, achieve that greatness. Um, I have mixed feelings, obviously. I love Oakland. I love the fans in Oakland. And I know that there's going to be disappointment and maybe some anger. And I just hope that in the future as we play in Oakland this year that they understand that it wasn't the players, it wasn't the coaches that made this decision, but it was me that made it. And if they have anybody to talk to about it, it should be me. And I will, in the coming days, try to explain to them what went into making this difficult decision. Disappointment and maybe some anger? Really, Ron? Not not much gets by him. Not much gets by him. I mean, listen, you are, or at least were, a Raiders fan, um, and you were there at the annual NFL owners' meetings when Mark Davis made that announcement. In fact, you're still there. Yes, I so am. Uh, let's start with you. What do you think of this move? Uh, well, look, it's a sad day for the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, certainly a sad day for Oakland and fans of the Raiders, and a sad day for one of the things that the three of us think so much of, which is the game's uh, history. I mean, it was iconic franchise but it's also a reminder that it's always about the money when it comes to uh, franchise free agency uh, i always find it interesting that the same guys 32 guys who are so obsessed with having control over their players comings and goings want no one but each other to have control over their own comings and goings and especially the goings and, uh, as long as that's the case we're going to continue to see uh, these kinds of, of things because it's always about the money well ron you knew Mark Davis's father well, and you covered him. Would Al have done this? Uh, you know, you can never say for sure because Al was Al, but I know this much. He knows he would have known a, suck, a sucker's bet when he sees it. And his basic reaction, I'm quite sure, would be if the NFL's for it, I'm against it. Uh, you know, <laughs> there were a bunch of no votes a couple of days ago, and all of a sudden this thing gets ramrodded through. And, uh, you know, when's the last time the NFL helped the Raiders? That would be yeah. never. Uh, and there's a there's a reason I think that this got the bums rush because I really think that the uh, that this is a a setup deal that Mark Davis is going to rue the day that he agreed to it because I think the debt service ultimately is going to come down too heavily on a guy who only owns 40 percent of the team and a few years down the road these sharks are going to look at him and say you're underwater you no longer own controlling interest in this team and we want it back or you got to sell it right right. Well, Gooseman, I mean, that makes three franchise moves in 15 months. No, Ron just said it's always about the money. Is that the message here, that money talks and everybody walks? Well, I think it's all about the stadiums. Las Vegas would build a stadium for the Raiders. Oakland would not. San Diego wouldn't build a new stadium. St. Louis didn't budge until they were a day late. So all three of those cities lost their NFL teams. You know, there have been 23 new stadiums built since 1992, and that was 25 years ago. A 24th is in the works in Los Angeles. Las Vegas be 25. Now, these owners all want to win championships, but they all benefit financially when one of their teams moves into a new stadium. If you build it, the NFL will come. Las Vegas will build it. Owners get rich.
Well, as you guys know, uh, you, sp- you mentioned uh, San Diego because I used to live there, and I covered the charges for 10 years. But someone that brought this up to me this week, <laughs> there are now more major league franchises in Las Vegas than there are in San Diego. Ron? Sounds incredible, doesn't it? Yeah, well, believe. it's true, but they got fewer beaches, so there you go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I mean, you never would have predicted this uh, not that long ago. Um, you're talking about a city where, in the NFL's case, officials couldn't even visit there during the season, and even in the off season, it needed to uh, inform the league and basically get the permission if they were going to Las Vegas, and and even that still couldn't be seen in a sports book. So, uh, that we've gone from that to now you're moving a team there, but. To me, it's all part of the hypocrisy of it all. You know, and Goose said it's about the stadiums. And, you know, that that's partially correct. But as my dad always used to say, that, that's uh, accurate but not the truth. It's still about the money. It's always about the money. And, uh, you know, would these guys be going broke in their present stadiums? No. But they can make more someplace else so they can get somebody else to fatten their wallets. Well, the stadiums are about the money, right? Because yeah. you, you, you totally. bring in more money with bigger stadiums. And not only stadiums. that, most of it you don't have to share. Right. That's right. That's what they like the most. No sharing allowed after kindergarten. But, Ron, you've got beach, ocean, daily temperatures, 75 degrees, and gulls hockey. So who needs big league <laughs> sports in San Diego? Oh, exactly right. You know, go to a little baseball game in the summertime the rest of the year. Don't knock those gulls. It's all good. You know, it's all good. Well, They'll be fine be... in San Diego. Cleveland, yeah. not so much. <laughs> we're going to be talking more about the Raiders move. To Las Vegas, when we visit with Las Vegas Review Journal columnist Ed Graney, there's another ex-San Diegan uh, who's also at the league meetings. Ronnie may be sitting next to you as we speak. We'll speak to him in a few minutes. But um, not there at the meetings, but checking in with us are Hall of Famers Michael Irvin and Jim Kelly. We're in the fourth in our six-part college draft series with the University of Miami, as in the U. We'll sit down with them and have them tell us why they went to the University of Miami and what they gained there. And then we'll hear why former linebacker Wilbur Marshall, whom we had on this program late last year, Deserves more, and guys, I mean, way more in the Hall of Fame than he's gotten. But first, Ron, uh, I, I still, I, I'll be honest with you, I can't get over this Raiders to Las Vegas move. I, I know we all knew it was coming, but it's still a shock when it actually happens. The same way I felt in San Diego when, when that happened. So if you can't explain the ramifications to our listeners, I mean, they're going to stay in Oakland and play there for what, the next two or three years or until the stadium's finished? Is that right? I mean, that sounds a little bit awkward. Yeah, they're talking about possibly four years. Which is baffling to me because you, you can build a stadium in New England in less than two years. You can't build one in the desert in four years where you can work every day. I mean, it's a little bit difficult to understand. But in general, lame ducks don't do well, although Raider fans are kind of an odd lot. I mean, Al abandoned them themselves, of course, to go to L.A., and then he came back and put on an exhibition game and, and it sold out in Oakland. So, uh, But I think the real problem comes in the third year. The first two years, Mark Davis holds club option leases on the Oakland Coliseum. So he's okay for 2017 and 2018. In 2019, he doesn't have one. And I think in the end, what's going to have to happen if the stadium isn't ready in Vegas, which people seem to think it won't be, is they'll have to play at Levi Stadium, whether the 49ers like it or not. And uh, I'm sure they won't. But in the end, we all know what will change their opinion, which is what we just talked about, Money. Yeah, well, yeah, they'll get speak, paid. Speaking of money, I want to see what the 49ers charge them for the rent, if that happens. I want to see what the 49ers charge them. Right. And it won't be cheap. Hey, Goose Man, listen, I'll, I'll be honest speaking about the Raider fans. If I were a Raider fan living in Oakland, I, I'd never go to another game there. I mean, I don't care how long they stay. They, they didn't care about their fans. So why should the fans care about them? Yeah, I agree. I, I was in Kansas City when that city lost an NBA team to Sacramento, and that really soured me on the NBA. I've, I've not been an 
fan of the NBA since. You know, when a team bolts on a fan base, that's a scar that doesn't heal. The Raiders will now have done it twice to this fan base. So, Ron, where are the Oakland invaders when you really need them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, as I said, Las Vegas now has two major league sports franchises where six months ago it had zilch. So, Ron, can it support two? Or maybe the best, better question is, will it support two? Well, I think short-term they probably can. Uh, or they can. Uh, I think the rubber hits the road uh, if and when the casino owners, which is really the only industry in the, in the city, get together uh, and decide that going forward we're going to establish the value of these luxury boxes, not some sports team. Then the Raiders are in trouble because you're going to sell them to who? <laughs> if you're not selling them to the MGM and uh, uh, and Steve Wynn and those guys, you're not selling them to anybody. So uh, I think in short order, they may very well look at this and say, wait a minute, no, no, no. You, you, actually, the price isn't going up. It's going down. Uh, I think the other problem is there's probably no major metropolitan area in the country uh, more susceptible to the vagaries of recession than Vegas. Because the entire income uh, and economy is based on recreational spending. What's the first thing you stop doing? You know, when you start to feel the pinch, you stop, you know, wasting your money in places like Las Vegas, and that could really help uh, hurt them because, uh, you know, overall it's the it's the second smallest, I think it's the second smallest market uh, that they're in. And so it's not like you have this massive base of people, and they're counting on a lot of people coming from L.A. in particular. Uh, now the upside for them is what better destination if, like, our boy Derek behind the glass wants to go to a game, what's he going to do? Is he going to go to L.A.? No, he's going to Vegas. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and so that's the upside. But those aren't really fan fans. You know, that's so to rely on that, I think, is problematic. You know what I love about this, Ron? It was an hours after that announcement was made that a Las Vegas businessman made his own announcement saying he would create his own Raiders-themed brothel and call it Pirate's Booty. You can't make make this stuff up, can you? You can't make it up. <laughs> so uh, what's next? Well, I'll tell you what's next. We're going to find out when we sit down with Las Vegas Review Journal columnist Ed Graney. That's coming up next on the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. You see how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. Big Mo Case on here. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is certified smokeified. Eight-hour smoked brisket, certified beefified. Ten-hour smoked pulled pork, certified hogified. Applewood smoked bacon, certified bacon-fied. And the Smokehouse Seasoned Crust and Tangy Barbecue Sauce, certified smokeified. And what's better than three smoked meats on one pizza? This certifiable price. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is only nine bucks. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are on a spiritual journey towards savings. Your mind is drifting into uncharted territory as you use the Name Your Price tool to find policy options that fit your budget. Options that fit perfectly. Like football pants or the unitard thingies wrestlers wear. 
Experience inner peace with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where MyPillow comes in. And now for a limited time, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special tab, and use the promo code SKY. That's promo code SKY. Or call 1-800-635-1825 now. That's 1-800-635-1825 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 40% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with the promo code SKY. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Talk of Fame Network, sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Tell you where else you should go. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Little Caesars, so go to Little Caesars. Because there you can enjoy the new Smokehouse Pizza for only $9 plus tax. You heard me, $9. It's tasty, it's only at Little Caesars, and it's only here for a limited time at participating locations. Our next guest is a longtime friend of ours, probably Little Caesars participant and eater too, and a former colleague of mine, that'd be Ed Graney, columnist for the Las Vegas Review Journal, and the hardest working man in Vegas. Eddie, I, I guess Raiders fans should have understood that Oakland is not Vegas because... What happens there, eh, it's not going to stay there. It moves to your town. Yeah, that is uh, amazing. I was just I was just thinking 11 years, 11 and a half, 12 years ago when I went to Vegas. I mean, there's just no way. I would have maybe believed hockey. You know, hockey was always going to be the first one in, the guinea pig. Is, uh, how will the town react to professional sports? But no one even mentioned the NFL. No one thought of the NFL. So to think about it, but it, it sure goes, it tells you what $750 million can buy nowadays. I don't have that much, but if I did, I know I could buy a, a, a football team. Since you mentioned hockey, six months ago, you guys had no major league sports teams. Now you have two, and that's one in the NHL and the other in the NFL. Can and will Las Vegas support both? That's by far the best question, and I don't think, no matter what the NFL did with a 31-to-1 vote or, you know, with the season tickets with hockey, which were great. I mean, fifteen to 16000 they really showed up for that. I don't think anyone can answer, and then nobody knows. I think the hockey will be in the beginning for sure because of the season tickets, and it's new. It's the first one. He's getting in. They're playing this October. And the NFL is a monster, but, you know, I'll be really, really interested when they come, you know, whenever that is, with the viability of the market, the sustainability, who's really in that stadium. Is it tourists? Is it Raider fans who are not as angry as they are now, you know, and have calmed down? Is it Vegas people who understand what PSLs are and those who don't understand what PSLs are? 
I think that's the greatest question, Clark. I don't think the gambling, obviously, there's a reason the gambling was not mentioned in the room yesterday. That's, you know, that's passe. But the market and who's going to those games, I think, is the main main deal. And you lived in San Diego, which lost the Chargers, obviously. Any feeling of sadness for Raiders fans? I mean, this is the, they've lost their team for a second time. Do you look at it as more the Oakland didn't budge when it had to? Yeah, I, I spent, um, I was, I've been up here for a week. It's been a couple of days in Oakland before the NCAA regionals. And, I, I mean, the people I talked to, it was just horrible talking to those people. I mean, people, lifelong t- uh, season ticket holders and, you know, losing them again and just the sadness and devastation. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I've never met Libby Schaff. Um, but I've, I've seen her from afar, obviously, and all her comments at the stadium. Now, I don't think anyone believes they had a shovel ready to go on the ground. If that was the case, it would have already been built. But I think she was bright enough to realize she wasn't getting too built. And if you can have 80-plus dates with baseball or, you know, 10, 10 or 12-plus dates with football, um, I think she, she knew what she had to do to make it look to her constituents that she did what she everything she could. I, knew, I, I think she understood that the stadium was not going forward with how it was written. Um, but I, I, I thought she was pretty bright in that she knew what she had to do to make it look good, and now I think she's going to be a hero because she's going to get the A's at the ballpark. But for the people, the fans, the season ticket holders, I feel really bad for people in San Diego, more so for Oakland because they've, they've, they've gone through it again now. This is even worse. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, to a degree, I mean, I have a lot of sympathy uh, for them as well, having you know, spent so many years there and everything in and around the team and in the city. Having said that, if you, if you marry Elizabeth Taylor twice, what do you think is going to happen a second time? <laughs> I mean, yeah, divorced Richard tonight. Burton. Died. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was over too. So, uh, now, how does that affect uh, a man of the of the world like yourself? Are you going to be packing your bags and moving to Oakland for the next two or three years and uh, living in the uh, Dewdrop Inn? Uh, I'm not. Well, I'll be up there a lot. I think I'll be up there a lot, uh, but I'll uh, I won't be moving there. We will have a beat writer, and, we'll, and we will move into that area. And that's it's going to be. It's just we talked to Jack Del Rio this morning. Ronnie, I know you, I saw you there. I, yeah. I th- it's a very weird situation for everyone because no one's gone this much. When you relocate, you're kind of there the next year usually. Now you're talking one year for sure. We'll see how the temperament is. You know, I, I don't believe that they've given up completely on Sam Boyd because if he has to move, he has to move, and you can put money into a complex and get it ready. Right now they're saying about Sam Boyd what they need to say because they don't have to say anything yet. Um, so it's a weird situation. But, yeah, we'll cover them. Sure, we'll have a beat writer. I'll come up for games. Uh, and write columns off them, and yeah, I mean, it's going to be a very strange situation covering a team that far away, but with a town and city that's going to want to read about it. So, um, and and reading your thing this morning, I totally agree with you, um, Ron. Your column, um, I, I might be writing about an owner that uh, these other owners really didn't want to be the owner, but they wanted that city of Vegas. Yeah, nobody nobody wins the big bet in Vegas except for the casinos, you know. And that's just sort of how it is, right? <laughs> you know, but that is funny because I went through this, of course, with when they moved to L.A. Uh, but when they first moved to L.A., they trained all week in Oakland and only played the games in L.A. Yeah. So it was pretty, you know, it's pretty easy. You just get out with, the, you know, you get out on the weekend. You're in L.A. You cover the game and you come, you come back. You're in the opposite sort of uh, circumstance, and Lord knows where they're going to be in that third season if they're if they're still stuck between towns. Yeah. Well, and, and so Sam Boyd, as you guys know, 10, 12 miles, more than like a 20-minute drive outside of Vegas um, where UNLV plays. Um, no, I mean, could you play – I mean, you could play a regular season a lot of places. The Chargers are about to play in a soccer stadium. But, you know, there's things that have to be done with the locker rooms, with broadcasting. I'm not a broadcast guy, but I've been told they don't have the proper broadcast platforms or whatever you need to do in an NFL game. But I also know with the weather and how fast things go up in Vegas, they could make it happen in three months. So – 
if this goes really bad the first year in Oakland, I think he'll be saved a little because the team's going to be good. But if this goes really bad with the fans, or we had politicians yesterday saying we're going to break the lease, we want him out now. If it gets really ugly, believe me, over the summer they can get Sam Boyd Stadium ready with you know, $10, 15000000 million, whatever it would cost, they would do it because that's what happens in Vegas when you want something done, as we've seen with the stadium. So I, I don't know when they're coming. I'm going to be shocked if it's not within two years. So I, if the politicians stay with how they're talking yesterday, they just don't want him there, and they're going to try to break the lease with him, at least in the second year. I think the first year would be really hard. I think they're in Oakland for, for the first year. But after that, I think all bets are off as to where that guy might take his team before that stadium is built. We're speaking with Las Vegas View Journal columnist Ed Graney on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find Ed at, at Ed Graney, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And, Ed, uh, you mentioned weird situation. You're right. It is a weird situation. But when, in fact, that team moves to Las Vegas, Where's the bulk of the fan base going to come from? Las Vegas or from fans driving from L.A. or, as you mentioned, out-of-town visitors? Yeah, that's the, I, I think they're relying heavy on tourism. Um, you know, I mean, I mentioned PSL is not as a joke, but let's be honest. I, I don't think people, you know, sign up for season tickets. They all don't know what a PSL is. And when your Visa card comes, and that's a five to 10000 on it. You know, you're like, what the hell is that? You know, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 these, these are, you know, because they've never had to do it in Vegas. Now, you do have a lot of transplants, obviously, who've probably been NFL season ticket holders elsewhere who would understand PSLs. But, yeah, they're going to rely on tourists. They're going to hope that in two, three, four years, the temperament of Oakland today is not that temperament. And especially if they're really good, maybe in that, maybe they even win a Super Bowl before they go. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? I love that team so much, I'm just going to follow them. I don't like relocation, but yeah, I'm getting on the Southwest plane and I'm going to go because the team is so good. But that's the crazy thing. I, I do think they're giving up a huge home field advantage because I think there's no way they're going to be able to duplicate in Vegas what they have in the Coliseum every week, or let's be honest, what they had in Qualcomm, because that was a Raider house uh, when Oakland played there the last years. You know, with tourists, with teams, you know, I know a ton of people in Vegas, and everyone likes a different NFL team. So you're going to get a lot of those people, you know, who aren't really Raider fans, but they're NFL fans. Um, you're going to get a lot of people who now can't go to San Diego because there's no team. Who, what, what, what city are you going to circle to go on a trip to? Okay, I can't go to San Diego, but you know what? I'll go to Vegas. Kansas City fans, Pittsburgh fans, Dallas fans. So, Who's in that stadium, to me, is one of the most interesting stories and what kind of home field advantage, if, if at all, that they're going to have there. Uh, Eddie, Ron wants to know, when do Raider Ed auditions begin, and any chance he can judge them? <laughs> Former <laughs> judge. What, I, don't know, I don't know who our beat writer is going to be, but the first thing I'm going to tell him that guy is like, look, I've got that day. Don't worry about it. You're okay. You, just, hey, Eddie, you worry thank- about who the right tackle is. <laughs> Thanks for the time, and welcome to the NFL. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Ed. That Thanks. was Las Vegas Review Journal columnist Ed Graney. Coming up next, we launch into the fourth of our six-part college draft series. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodet, trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Big Mo on here. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is certified smokeified. Eight-hour smoked brisket, certified beefified. Ten-hour smoked pulled pork, certified hogified. Applewood smoked bacon, certified bacon-fied. And the Smokehouse Seasoned Crust and Tangy Barbecue Sauce, certified smokeified. And what's better than three smoked meats on one pizza? This certifiable price. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is only nine bucks. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. 
As a 300-foot-tall dino monster, people think all I'm good at is rampaging. But there's more to me than that, just like Geico. Yeah, they could save you money, but they also have over 75 years of savings and service. So Geico is super good at insurance. And yeah, I like rampaging. But I'm also a huge fan of opera. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where my pillow comes in, and now for a limited time, go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special tab, and use the promo code SKY. That's promo code SKY. Or call 1 800 635 1825 now. That's 1 800 635 1825 to take advantage of this four pack special. You'll get 40% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with the promo code SKY. Better sleep starts with my pillow. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Little Caesars, where you can enjoy the new Smokehouse Pizza for only $9 plus tax. Heard me, $9. It's tasty, it's only at Little Caesars, and it's only here for a limited time at participating locations. We're also brought to you by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, our next guest, Michael Irvin, is all about winning. He earned a bust in the Hall of Fame as a member of the Triplets, along with Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith, delivering the Dallas Cowboys three Super Bowls in the 1990s. But the winning started for Michael long before he landed in Dallas when he stayed home to attend the University of Miami and won a national championship with Jimmy Johnson as his coach in 1987. Michael's been on our show before to talk about his Hall of Fame career with the Cowboys, but as part of our NFL Draft Series, he's here today to talk about his college career at the U. Michael, welcome back. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Michael, Jim Kelly came from Pennsylvania to play his college ball at Miami. Bernie Kosar came from Ohio. What was the attraction for a local kid to stay home and play his college ball? What makes the U special? Well, you know what's so funny about that? And, and, and that was right around the turn well, Coach Schnellenberger had just gotten there, and he was really turning it up, and he had captured that whole community, the whole city, the whole state of uh, Florida, really, certainly, the whole, you know, Miami and all of that. I, I remember t- visiting Syracuse and LSU and, and thinking, man, I get to go to these places. That was the first time I had gotten on an airplane, thinking I'm going to go to one of these schools and, 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 you know, get away from Miami and go to a big-time school. But but when when coach when I when Coach Snellenberger came and visited my home and and oh my God and the way everybody was acting about him being there you just got so drawn into all that he was building at Miami and you had to go and be a part of it. Now you played three seasons at Miami and you lost only three games during the, that time and you were a team that, that clearly prided itself that you'd play anybody anywhere anytime you won at Arkansas at Florida at Florida State at Oklahoma. I'm wondering, Michael, did did you bring that swagger with you to, to Miami, or did you get it when you got to Miami? I, you know, listen, I, I think that was a, a little bit of both. When we talk about people always talk about playing in, in hostile environments and everything, when we got to Miami and Coach Nellenberger had done a wonderful job of going into the inner cities, going into neighborhoods that nobody else that the most that people were afraid to go into and getting players and, and bringing us all together. So when we went to places 
that were tough places, that were supposed to be tough places to win and all of that stuff. We, we look forward to playing in those games. We were like, this, this is not what you call a hostile environment. We grew up in a hostile environment. <laughs> this was a great time. I remember we were playing Arkansas one year, and it was like third and 28. Third and 28, and we were backed up, and they had all of their fans going crazy, and we were looking around, talking, and, and, and Mel Braden and everybody was like, now watch this. Everybody's going crazy. Watch we go get a first down. We got a first down on third and 28 and said, everybody now can be quiet. <laughs> We're speaking with Hall of Fame receiver Michael Irvin on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at talkoffamenet. And, Michael, uh, speaking about tough places and tough opponents, you played and beat Florida, Florida State, Notre Dame while you were at Miami. Which of those three did you most look forward to playing? All of the above, D. All of the <laughs> above. Because here again, they were the big they were the big boys on the block. And we were not. You know, so we wanted to face those teams and, and, and you know, you put Nebraska in there at the time, Oklahoma in there at the time, all of those teams that were doing so great and, and we were supposed to be little old Miami. We wanted to go in and play. We, we enjoyed it. Now, it's always great when you have those interstate rivalries, you know, Miami, Florida State, and University of Florida, stuff like that. Those were always great interstate rivalries. But what we, we enjoyed playing all of them. Michael, first off, do you still have the military fatigues from the 87 Fiesta Bowl game against Penn State? And secondly, did that loss to the Nittany Lions drive you to the national title the following season? receivers themselves. Every day you lined up against Benny Blades and Bubba McDowell, uh, defensive backs who became Pro Bowlers in the NFL. How competitive were those daily practices at the U? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, those practices were out of hand. Now, let me tell you. And, and, and Jimmy made sure they were out of hand. With Jimmy Johnson, you know, we, we would go out and we would practice, and, and the practices were not up to par. I, Jimmy would call everybody up. He would call everybody up, and Jimmy would say, Listen, all of you guys think that you're on a four-year scholarship. He said, I'm here to tell you those are not four-year scholarships. Those scholarships are one-year renewable. And if we don't get better practices out here, I guarantee you they will not be renewed. Oh, my God, you talked about some. We, we had some of our best practices. I've seen some of the best plays ever played in football on the practice field, on Green Tree practice field at the University of Miami, play, practicing under the conditions in which Jimmy shared with us. Well, Michael, speaking of the best plays or best players, who was the most talented player you ever played with at Miami? Oh, that's a good question now. Yeah, and I played with so many talented players at Miami. I, I thought Melvin Bratton was phenomenal, phenomenal talent at the University of Miami. But, but there was also a cornerback there named Tim, Bratt, Tim Sims. Tim Sims is a very good friend of mine. Um, he and I 
went up against each other every day in practice. Big, he was strong, played cornerback fast, and, and, and he could press, he could play. So he gave me some great battles, great battles. By the time I got ready to play against other guys, I was like, oh, this, this is nothing compared to what Tim gave me um, on the line of scrimmage. So I, I, would, I would venture to say, and he never really played in the NFL, but I would venture to say Tim, Tim Sims was, no doubt, probably the most gifted football player at the, at the University of Miami. Michael, Miami usually conducts the first pro day after the combine. And every year it seems like an alumni gathering with all the NFL players that return to campus for that workout of the school's top draft prospects. How special is that bond of Miami players, both past and present? Well, it's very special. It's very special, and we appreciate and we love, we love that bond. You know, it's something that no matter where you go, we always talk about it. We always connect, and it goes through the generations, you know. You know? Um, so I love it. I love it. But not just, not just the bond between the team, between the players. Everywhere you go, there's a university, there's a U fan somewhere. There's a U fan. And, and I always say as I'm moving around, you know, when people come up to me, I'm like, uh, you know, they said, Michael, I'm from Miami. I said, okay, you, you know, that's part of family. You get a chance to take that picture, and we will always throw up that U. It's interesting, of course, your son's now playing uh, for the U. Uh, and I'm wondering, did, did you counsel him at all, perhaps, to uh, think about going someplace without your heavy footprint on it? and try another place, and would he have listened to you if you had? Well, you know, I, I, I always said this to Michael. I said, son, you know, there, there's some choices God gives us and some choices he doesn't. You know, like you can't pick your mom or your dad. You don't get a chance to pick your brother, your sister, your cousin, your niece, or your nephew. You don't get a chance to pick what school you go to. But everything else, you get a chance to pick. That's what you get a chance to pick. You know? <laughs> and I, I would always joke with him about it. And now as he got older, he was sad. I can't pick what school I want to go to. And, and, and I would have given him that choice. But I was, I was glad that he made the choice uh, of Miami because we used to talk about that as, as uh, growing up as kids and playing ourselves. We used to talk about when we were playing and, and on the trips to games, we would talk about having our kids and sending them to the University of Miami also. It's really a dream come true just to see him wearing that uniform at the University of Miami. Hey, Michael, we've got to run, but thanks so much for stopping by again. Always, always good to talk with you. Hey, thank you, guys. Thanks, Michael. That was Hall of Fame wide receiver and former Miami Hurricane Michael Irvin. Coming up next, why a former linebacker deserves more than he's gotten from Canton. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less-than-chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life, and so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Big Mo on here. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is certified smokeified. Eight-hour smoked brisket, certified beefified. Ten-hour smoked pulled pork, certified hogified. Applewood smoked bacon, certified bacon-fied. And the Smokehouse Seasoned Crust and Tangy Barbecue Sauce, certified smokeified. And what's better than three smoked meats on one pizza? This certifiable price. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is only nine bucks. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. 
You are in the middle of the ocean on a raft, finding coverage options that fit your budget. As you listen to the ebb and flow of the tide, your budget, the ebb, our coverage, the flow. Why tetherball isn't considered a real sport? Unknown. Be at one with your budget with the Name Your Price tool. Visit Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where MyPillow comes in, and now for a limited time, go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special tab, and use the promo code SKY. That's promo code SKY. Or call 1-800-635-1825 now. That's 1-800-635-1825 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 40% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with the promo code SKY. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Little Caesars, where you can enjoy the new Smokehouse Pizza for only $9 plus tax. You heard me, $9. It's tasty, it's only at Little Caesars, and it's only here for a limited time at participating locations. Also brought to you by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, Ron, since you're still embedded in Arizona at what's left of the owners' meetings, uh, I want you to comment on something that was said about your team and your quarterback by your team owner this week. And that's that Tom Brady wants to play six or seven more seasons. Really? Well, sure. That's what he's been saying for some time. You know, look, it all sounds great until some 355-pound guy lands on his knee or pins his arm behind his shoulder and ties it to his waist. Look, no one in pro football history has played quarterback at an accept- uh, acceptably high level past the age of 40, might he be the first? Sure, he might be. But I would advise you to bet Charlotte's College Fund not on that, but on that Mark Davis will retain ownership of the Raiders in six or seven years. So, I mean, I just think it's <laughs> – I'll do that. It's kind of Thanks silly. for that tip. Yeah, I'm trying to help Mark Daniel. But, but I, I just think it's – you know, it was fun the first time or, or the first couple times Brady mentioned it. Now it's kind of silly. Yeah, Goose, listen, I, I agree with Ron on this. I mean, that would make him, what, uh, 46 or 47 when he retires and – I mean, that's not going to happen. I mean, uh, you know, maybe, as Ron said, his mind's telling him one thing. But he turns 40 in August. So, uh, as Ron mentioned, you've seen it before, Goose. His body's going to tell him something very different, as Ron said, when a 350-pound lineman lands on him. But I will say, Warren Moon played until he was 44, and he's a Hall of Famer. But but his last season as a starter came when he was 42. Mm-hmm. So I can see Brady playing two, even three more years at a right. fairly high level, but not five or six as he plans. He's already thrown 1,500 more NFL passes than Moon. You know, one day Tom will wake up, the magic will be gone. You can beat the Falcons, but you can't yeah. beat Father Time. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, and, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because Brett Favre, that one good year he had in Minnesota, I think he was 41 then. He had a great season, uh, one of his best ever. But, hey, Ron, uh, just a guess here, but uh, I bet this talk about Tom Brady, it's – it's hastened the Jimmy Garoppolo to anywhere rumors in Phoenix, right? I mean, just a hunch. Oh, Jimmy sure. You know, you know how it is out here. You know, people just jumping <laughs> on, on anything they can jump on. But to me, that you know, it's been a, no, a non-story, in my opinion, since day one. We've talked yeah. about it before. I mean, there's no reason to make the move now if you're Bill Belichick. Uh, you got cheap insurance. Keep the, keep the insurance. When the price goes up, somebody has to leave, and it might just as easily be TB12 and not JG10. <laughs> well... 
JG10 hasn't gone anywhere. Not anywhere that we know. And he ain't and, going and, anywhere. No, but neither has a favorite linebacker of ours, guys, and that would be former Bears and Redskins standout Wilbur Marshall, whom we featured last fall with, and whom I wrote about this week on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. What, has got, what got us going then um, was that Wilbur Marshall wasn't included on the list of 94 preliminary candidates for 2017, if you remember, and, and we said that's just wrong, and it is. I mean, he should be. But he should go a lot farther than that because – I believe at least that he was one of the most complete linebackers anywhere. He could play inside, outside, or both sides. In fact, he did. He could rush the passer, a sure tackler. He could drop into coverage. As I said, I think he was a complete linebacker. In fact, uh, he was so good. He was a three-time All-Pro, including twice as a first-teamer. was an NFC Defensive Player of the Year, an NFL Alumni Linebacker of the Year. That's not bad. He was on two Super Bowl winners. That's pretty good. In nine of his 12 seasons, his defense is ranked in the top 10, like that. And he had 46 career sacks, 23 interceptions, and 24 forced fumbles. You know, I like that, too, because he's one of the few guys to belong to that 2020 club. Plus, he was part of one of the best defenses anywhere, and that's the 85 Bears, who already have given us three Hall of Famers on defense. That's Dan Hampton, Richard Dent, and Mike Singletary. But he didn't have the big numbers, particularly the sack numbers. Of course, that can happen when you shuttle from a weak side linebacker, which he was in Chicago, to the strong side where he played in Washington. Like he also played middle linebacker in Chicago when the Singletary sat down. But if you saw him, he passed the eye test. Even though he couldn't make the 2017 preliminary list, he should have. He said, you know, I don't get it. Well, I don't get it either. Wilbur Marshall deserves to be on the list, but the list of 25 or 15 because, yeah, he was that good. Clark, at the risk of sounding sacrilegious, Marshall <laughs> or Singletary? Oh, yeah, that is sacrilegious. Singletary. Um, Goose, you look at his resume, 10 Pro Bowls, 9 All-Pros, including eight first teams, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, three-time NFC Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, heck, he was an all-decade player, too. So, yeah, uh, he's got the numbers that Wilbur Marshall does and Mike Singletary. Well, there is a signal that our first half is nearly over. So, Ron, you don't have six or seven more years. You have two minutes now to get this drill going. So let's get started. Okay, boys. Uh, the Cleveland Browns have eight picks in the first two rounds over the next two years. Good management or mismanagement? Moneyball, Ron. Picks matter, not players. Good if they know what they're doing, but Ron, they're the Browns, so make it mismanagement. Bob Kraft says he'd love to see Darrell Rivas back with the Patriots. Does Bill Belichick share his opinion? The Darrell Rivas of three years ago, maybe. Not the Darrell Rivas of 2016. No, he does not. He already passed on Rivas Island, and that's before it sank. Raiders owner Mark Davis now owes each owner $11 million in relocation fills, uh, fees and likely will be $1.25 billion in debt for moving to Vegas at a time when he owns only 40% of the team, valued at $1.43 billion. Did he make a sucker's bet? More of a desperation bet. Well, you told me he did, Ron, but I'm going to say nobody knows because what happens in Vegas stays there. Each NFL owner has now received $53 million relocation fees the past 15 months for raising their hand. Do you blame them, and where would your hand be? I've got my hand raised right now. I do not blame them, because when you're the stars of American Greed, Ron, that's what you live for. I have both hands up in my pants now. <laughs> Oakland Mayor Careful. Libby Schaaf says local fans deserve better. From who? The NFL, Mark Davis, City Council, the list goes on and on and on. From the people who put Oakland on the east side of the bay. Great Dolphin owner Stephen Ross spent $500 million in private funding to refurbish his stadium, then voted no on the radio's relocation, saying, if you own a team, you should have deep pockets. Is pocket depth something the league should look into? 
pockets are all that matters in the NFL, Ron, not the depth of those pockets. Yeah, I agree. It already has, Ron. That's why I followed the money. Who retires first? Clark's best bud, Tom Brady, or Jason Witten, who just signed a new four-year deal? Jason Witten this week became a salary cap casualty waiting to happen. Neither. George Blanda. <laughs> Is Buffalo the next relocation candidate? The older the stadium, the better the chance. Buffalo now stands at the front of the line. Yes, it is. Taxpayers there want to move it to Montreal so they can see good hockey. Raiders coach Jack Del Rio says one way to speed up the game is throw fewer flags. Is that like the coal industry saying, loosen up emission standards? The fewer the flags, the better the game, Ron. That's close, Ron. Jack can speed up the game by having his Raiders commit fewer penalties. That's the end of our first hour, but don't go anywhere. When we return, our salute to the University of Miami continues with a guy who got it all started. That'd be Hall of Fame quarterback, Jim Kelly. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. This is Paul Warfield, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodet, trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yeah, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodet, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Big Mo on here. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is certified smokeified. Eight-hour smoked brisket, certified beefified. Ten-hour smoked pulled pork, certified hogified. Applewood smoked bacon, certified baconified. And the Smokehouse seasoned crust and tangy barbecue sauce, certified smokeified. And what's better than three smoked meats on one pizza? This certifiable price. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is only nine bucks. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. Everybody get up! Everybody get up! Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep, and she don't know where to find them. Go! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where MyPillow comes in, and now for a limited time, go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special tab, and use the promo code SKY. That's promo code SKY. Or call 1-800-635-1825 now. That's 1-800-635-1825 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 40% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with the promo code SKY. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. What I love about that intro, because after that, Rex Ryan said, let's go get some snacks. Let's go get some <laughs> snacks. Right. Get some <laughs> snacks. And you know what? He should have gone to Little Caesars. Ronnie should have gone there because the Talk of Fame network is brought to you by Little Caesars. And you get snacks there. In fact, you can also get that new Smokehouse pizza for only $9 plus tax. 
you're me nine bucks. Stacy, it's only at Little Caesars, and it's only here for a limited time at participating locations. Something tells me he may have got one or two or three or ten of those. I think so. Yeah, probably get some more at ESPN. They hired him. Welcome back to our number two of the Talk of Fame Network. I'm Clark, along with Rick and Ron, and Ron is still in Phoenix picking up what's left of the NFL owners' meetings and going to Little Caesars to get some smokehouse pizza. And Ron, at those meetings there was and is a lot to talk about, but I, I want to get back to the news of the week, which we um, started this whole program with, uh, and that's the Raiders' move to Las Vegas. Pretty clear to me and I think to all of us what the message of the owners is, and that's we're going to follow the money. So that being the case, what do you think the chances now are of them following the money to another country like England and where London is and where they play some overseas games each year. I know Robert Kraft said it could happen within five or seven years or sooner. You believe him? Well, I, th I think you have to take any of these kinds of things seriously now because uh, I think the logistics would be difficult unless there were two teams moved to Europe uh, or, or you put new the two new teams in, in Europe or even two teams in London, a big enough city, if mm -hmm. you thought they could pull it off. But in the end, it's like we were talking about earlier, follow the money. If the relocation fee... Uh, and other income uh, convinces them that the money's big enough, they are gone. They don't care about Big Ben in, in Pittsburgh. They care about Big Ben in London. <laughs> you know, but, but logistically, I just don't see how it works. I just don't see how it works if you have a team you know, that far away. What, what well, a few years ago, we said the same thing about Vegas, right? They can't go into Vegas. Well, what happens when they have scheduled the Las Vegas Raiders? I mean, they got to go across, what, like six time zones sure. or something? You I think they care? They're not going. Just the players are going. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, Gooseman, listen, we have two teams that moved to L.A. in, in the past year. Uh, we have another just moved to Las Vegas. Now we're talking about London in five or seven years. It just seems to me that the NFL has gone out of its way or is going out of its way to remind people and my fans that we do not care about you. You may think we do, but we really care about the money, right? Yeah, without, without question. You know, Oakland's lost a team twice now, so St. Louis. Baltimore, Cleveland have lost teams. There's never been a 50-50 commitment from the league to make it work with the city. The city's always been asked to carry 75% of the burden, the team 25%, and that 75% translates into taxpayer money for a new stadium. If you don't pay it, we'll find a city that will. The fan is just collateral damage in the city in the fight between team and city for a new stadium. You know, because when we talked to Ed Graney earlier uh, in this program, he talked about uh, the Oakland mayor, and she said this week after the, the vote was taken that Raider fans deserved better. And I don't think anyone will argue with her on that, but I guess the question is, deserve better from whom? The city? Mark Davis? The NFL? Roger Goodell? Whom? All of the above, and you can put the 31 other owners on that list that had their hands up. It's, it's no longer about the silver and black. It's about the green that only a new stadium can generate. Ouch. Well, I think there's that, and you're 100% right, Goose. I think that one of the other problems is these guys who own teams are so far out of touch with the normal person, their customer, anymore, that they can't even fathom, uh, I don't think. Nor do they care But if they could, but they can't even fathom. Kraft said to me, so you were out there. So can't they, they'll just drive to Vegas. I said, Bob, it's like an eight-hour drive. They're not driving to Vegas from, from the <laughs> Bay Area. And then, Well, then he goes, well, how long is the flight? An hour? And so I did the, uh, I, I looked it up. Southwest Airlines would be the flight you would, the Raider fans would be taking for sure. Line up at the cattle call, get on the plane. With the average size of one of their planes, it would take 137 planes <laughs> on game day to fill up the stadium. It would look like the Luftwaffe coming over to <laughs> London. You know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But they, they, that's how out of it they are. 
Well, Ron, I also mentioned, uh, you know, I was talking to Goose here about Ed Graney. He, he said something uh, about what a weird situation it's going to be, and I agree with him. Uh, when the Raiders go back to Oakland, they try to uh, draw fans there, draw flies, whatever it is. It's going to be awkward in that respect, but didn't they just raise ticket prices too? They did, 35 bucks a ticket. This is so unbelievable. You, <laughs> you, you open up your mail and say, here's it, here's well, I mean, an extra 35 bucks a ticket. And then in the next letter, you say, oh, and by the way, we're moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just... yeah. Let's pay for our move. Yeah, pay for our move. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, anyway, one other thing on the subject, Goose, man. Uh, I, I saw where the, uh, the leaks of the Raiders move is not intended to send a message to Buffalo about its stadium, Buffalo. But a year ago, it was Roger Goodell who said the Bills, quote, have to stay up with other teams, unquote, when it comes to stadiums. So who are they kidding? I mean, come on. Hey, the only teams safe from relocation are the teams of cities that have put up new stadiums in the last 10 years. Atlanta has built two new stadiums for the Falcons in the last 24 years. If a team wants a new stadium, the city ought to be prepared to be held hostage. Yeah, agree with you. Um, if you build it, it will come. That's what you said, Goose. You were right. Um, okay, that, well, in other news, because it was other news this week, um, Ron, you referenced Big Ben earlier. Talk about Big Ben in Pittsburgh. Baltimore's John Harbaugh said he's not buying that Big Ben retirement talk, and I'll be honest, I'm not either. Never have, never will. How about you? You know, when I first heard the story, I immediately called my great and good friend Donald Trump, and you know what he said to me? Fake news! Fake news! <laughs> this is fake news. He's retiring from anything. Okay. Can we see if this is fake news? I also noticed that uh, John Harbaugh said that people who say Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed are, in his words, again, Stupid and intellectually lazy. Uh, again, I don't think that was th- fake news. I think he nailed it. How about you, Goose? Yes, uh, this is a football issue for Kaepernick, not a political one. He's in a football uniform to win games, not promote causes. The wins lately have been fewer than the causes. Yeah, right. Okay, Ronnie, Yes. let's go back to you. You mentioned Robert Kraft here. Uh, we said that he's... Talking about Brady playing another six or seven years. We don't buy that, but he says he's willing to play another six or seven years. We did not, however, mention he said he could see Bill Belichick, your favorite coach. You had breakfast with him on Tuesday. Yeah, I did. Enjoyed it. Yeah, table. It's kind of quiet. He was distant. Uh, But he said he could see him coach until he's 80. Uh, Excuse me? What? Ron, what exactly is in the water up there in New England where you live? Well, well, think about it, guys. Uh, You've all been around. What else are you going to do? Open up a charm school? You know, I mean, if he's not doing that, he's working for Uber. <laughs> you know, so, hey, let's coach some football. Well, Gooseman, you know him. Can you see him coach until he's 80? I can see Bill Belichick leaving the day Tom Brady leaves. Yeah, I agree. At that age, whenever it is, why put up with the tedious task of rebuilding? Right, I, I agree. I thought um, you were going to mention my name there for just a second, the tedious task <laughs> thing. I was going to be very offended. <laughs> no, that would have been odorous. Odorous, that's right. <laughs> And onerous. <laughs> <laughs> and onerous. Um, hey, uh, Goose, I want to ask you about something else that uh, happened here. I mean, it was actually an inaction but became an action. NFL tabled the idea to shrink overtime from 15 to 10 minutes. Uh, they said that sounded like a good idea because there would be fewer injuries if they shrunk it by five minutes. I guess in the end they decided fewer injuries wasn't that enticing, huh? No. They've done everything they can in the last five, six years to destroy what was once a great game. Yeah, it's right. over-officiated. It's over-legislated. Tampering with the overtime period. Hey, I like the, the original overtime period. Play until there's a winner. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. How about you, Ron? Yeah, no, I agree. You know, just uh, until you drop. You know, yeah. if they, you know, if they're so concerned about the safety of the players, how about they shrink the size of the players? 
That'd be pretty <laughs> yeah, but there too. you go. But I like this idea. They propose it, and they say, you know, it's in it's in safety first. Uh, that's why we're doing it. And the owners say, uh, no, we're we're voting it down. Yeah, we're safe <laughs> like, enough. We're safe enough. We don't enough. have to play. <laughs> well, Gooseman. Then of course, I wouldn't be uh, doing my job here if I didn't mention your Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Jason Witten, who's a friend of the show, just agreed to a four-year extension. Look, he turns thirty-five in May. For God's sakes. Does he plan to play until he's 82? No, that extension was designed to free up money under the salary cap in 2017 for a franchise that has the fewest dollars available to spend in the NFL these days. There's there's no stronger advocate of the credit card mentality in the NFL these days than the Cowboys. By signing that contract extension, Witten has become a salary cap casualty waiting to happen. Okay, well, last Dallas question here. And Ron's going to go to you because you're still there in Phoenix. Yes, sir. Um, how much talk was there about Tony Romo this week, and and do you see something happening there, and if so, when? I don't think anything happened because uh, until June, really. I mean, unless they, you know, they released him, they're not going to trade him because the, the hit is just too high, as Goose has explained to our listeners a number of times. There's been a lot of talk about, is he going here, is he going there, do you want him, do you not want him? Look, uh, I said to Billy O'Brien, you know the guy's made out of tissue paper, right? He goes, you raise a good point. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's the other problem. How long is he going to play for you? He goes, Maybe, but he's better than what we have. Well, there's <laughs> truth to that. Yeah. Well, we're not going to wait until we're 80 to go to commercial. We're headed there right now. Up next, the University of Miami, the U. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. This is Wilbur Marshall. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-grade place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. Big Mo Case on here. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is certified smokeified. Eight-hour smoke brisket, certified beefified. Ten-hour smoke pulled pork, certified hogified. Applewood smoked bacon, certified bacon fine. And the Smokehouse Seasoned Crust and Tangy Barbecue Sauce, certified smokeified. And what's better than three smoked meats on one pizza? This certifiable price. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is only nine bucks. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. As a 300-foot-tall dino monster, people think all I'm good at is rampaging. But there's more to me than that. Just like Geico. Yeah, they could save you money, but they also have over 75 years of savings and service. So Geico is super good at insurance. And yeah, I like rampaging. But I'm also a huge fan of opera. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where MyPillow comes in, and now for a limited time, go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special tab, and use the promo code SKY. That's promo code SKY. Or call 1-800-635-1825 now. That's 1-800-635-1825 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 40% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with the promo code SKY. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. 
Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We're also brought to you by Little Caesars, where you can enjoy the new Smokehouse Pizza for only $9 plus tax. That's $9 plus tax. Little Caesars Pizza, it's tasty. It's only Little Caesars, and it's only here for a limited time at participating locations. Well, before we get to the University of Miami, we ran an interesting poll last week that also had an interesting and I think unexpected result. It was which team had the best offseason, and frankly, I thought this would be a runaway, which I guess it was, but it wasn't how I or I believe you guys envisioned it. Um, the Lions won. Yes, Goose, that would be the Detroit Lions. And Goose, man, because you run these polls, maybe you should hire an independent investigator to look into this. How in the world did that happen? Ted Wells, perhaps? <laughs> well, there you go. That explains <laughs> well, it. Now, we, we've seen fan bases rally around a topic throughout the three years we've been running these polls. The Redskins have always come up strong in a variety of polls. Same with the Packers, Patriots, Steelers. This week it was Detroit's turn for its fan base turnout. And I, I like what Detroit did. They needed the help on the offensive line and got it. So there's no right or wrong answer to poll. This one um, obviously warmed up the Motor City. That's all. Who would you vote for? Patriots. They signed a Pro Bowl corner, traded for two more offensive weapons for Tom Brady, wide receiver Brandon Cooks, tight end Dwayne Allen. The best got better. Ask me the Patriots. Their yeah. offseason began in the fourth quarter of Super Bowl 51. It's been going great ever since. <laughs> okay, Goose, you also have another poll going up this week. I like this one, especially in light of what we're talking about uh, today. You want to tell us about it? Yes, with Las Vegas getting an NFL team, who's next? Another disgruntled franchise will want a new stadium. You can count on it. So what city will be the proud owner of, a, of the next NFL franchise to move? London, Mexico City, Toronto? San Antonio, Portland, Oakland, San Diego, St. Louis, who? I hope it's Mexico City. We can go visit our friend Ulysses Harada. Yes, sir. Well, not on that poll, guys. It's the University of Miami. That's Miami is in Florida, and that is in Big Ben's University of Miami. And that's a school used to top nearly every football poll for years. Um, there were great players. There were great teams, great games, Goose. Um, when you think of the Hurricanes, who's the one player or the one coach you most identify with the great years? I'm talking about the great years of that program. Well, Jimmy Johnson, obviously. I mean, he, he, he brought the swagger. They, they won a national title with Howard Schnellenbarger, but, but when Jimmy showed up, all of a sudden, swagger showed up. Ron, you got swagger. You showed I, up. I do. Who are you nominating? My choice is a guy with real swagger. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> defensive tackle on the 1991 national championship team. Got hurt, lost his job to who? Warren Sapp, so we can blame him for what followed. <laughs> 
How about the most memorable of Miami game, Goose? What's the your nomination Bowl. there? The Orange Bowl of the 83 season. Sports Illustrated had already declared the University of Nebraska the greatest college team of all time. And all they had to do to close out a perfect season was beat Miami in the Orange Bowl. And to this day, it may be the greatest football game I've ever covered. Miami kept getting ahead with Bernie Kosar, quarterback. Nebraska kept coming back with Mike Rozier and Irving Fryer. Nebraska scored a touchdown to cut the deficit 31-30 in the final minute. Needed just an extra point for the tie and a national title. Instead, Tom Osborne opted to go for two and the victory, but the conversion pass from Turner Gill bounced off the shoulder pad of running back Jeff Smith, incomplete. To this day, I applaud Osborne for going for two. That's what a team worthy of a national title should do. Wait a minute. Better game than that 68-Yale-Harvard game? The 28-28 yeah. tie? Please. Come this on. was football we're talking about here Come in the Orange Bowl. <laughs> You only have to Ron, talk remember the game. Remember that headline, Ron? Yeah. Crimson win, 28-28. Right. on the Harvard Crimson. That was great. That, <laughs> that was great. great. Who are you going to nominate, Ron, for the most memorable game? Well, Miami being, game, that is. Being, you know, deeply religious uh, man as you know me to be, that would be October 15th, 1988, Catholics versus convicts. Notre Dame Cup beats Miami, who had won 36 straight games, two uh, students at Notre Dame came up with this Catholics versus convicts T-shirt. It went viral. They made big-time cash. The school got mad. The game started with a fight between the two teams in the tunnel. What could be better than that? In the end, neither one lost another game. Catholics number one, convicts number two. Kind of the way life is. Ron, you disappoint me <laughs> again. What can be better than that? I thought you were going to mention that 1984 Doug Flutie game. You know, the one where he heaved a... Hail Mary, 64 yards to uh, Gerard Phelan, another good Catholic, to beat Miami. Abby, 47-45 at the gun. You remember that? Well, I remember it. It's like it happened yesterday. Three wide receivers out to the right. Flutie flushed. Throws it down. Boston College. I don't believe it. It's a touchdown. The Eagles win it. Unbelievable. I don't believe it. Phelan is at the bottom of that pile. Here comes the Boston College team. He threw it into the end zone. There was no time left on the clock. The ball went between two defensive backs of Miami. Well, Gooseman, you mentioned Jimmy Johnson. He was the coach of that Hurricanes team that that game. And you guys remember when we had him on here about, I think, two years ago? Do you remember what he told us about that play? Hilarious. My defensive coordinator was actually not even in the press box when that play was run. And we took the lead with just so many seconds to go on the clock. I'm on the headphones, and before the play is run, I'm saying, okay, Ron, you know, victory defense, right? And there was no answer on the other end of the line. He had already cleaned out his office, was going to quit as soon as the game was over with. So when we scored to take the lead, he left the press box, and, and while that play was being run, we didn't actually have a defensive call out on the field. I never, ever talked to that particular coach again. <laughs> wonder why. I wonder why. It's right. I don't think he's ever seen him again. Has anybody seen what him again? What a great story. Oh, it's a great story. Hey, Goose, if you had a University of Miami Hall of Fame, who would be the first guy you'd induct? Would it be Jimmy? Uh, I, probably Jim Kelly, because he was the guy who started it all. He led the parade of elite quarterbacks from all over the country to Miami. Bernie Kosar from Ohio, Vinny Testaverde from New York, Steve Walsh from Minnesota, Gina Toretto from California. No Kelly, no parade. I, I like that, Ron, because we got Jim Kelly coming up next. So who would you nominate, Ron? Friend of the show, Jim Kelly. On the 
Yeah. Well, you know, I would go with the founder himself, Howard Schnellenberger, uh, because he really did sort of start it all. He recruited those first crew of great players. They began to win a bunch of games. You know, when he got there, no one thought there was any reason to think the University of Miami was going to become anything. And who is this guy? You know, he sort of looks like he wears bad-looking sports coats and smokes a pipe. Uh, next thing you know, he was smoking every team that they that they <laughs> that they played, and and thus became the the legend of the U. What happened to George Myra, guys? George Myra. Anyone remember him? He was the first guy I remember associated with the program. Didn't what was that back in the early was that boy George? Yeah, <laughs> he was good though. He was a good college quarterback. Um, Gooseman, next question here on Miami. If you were to name the greatest Hurricanes team, which one would that be? I'd say the '87 team with Steve Walsh, Michael Irvin, Brett Perriman. Bubba McDowell, the Blades brothers, and George Myra Jr. A Ooh. perfect season and a national title. Nice segue, Goose. I like Ronnie? That. Very good. For me, it's the 2001 team, which I think people tend to forget about. But, you know, they were 12-0. and 0. They won the national championship. They had a plus 395-point uh, differential. They trailed only twice all season. And they produced 17 first-rounders and 38 draftees. And on the day they played Nebraska, they, of the 22 starters they had on the field, 11 became first-round picks. They win the AFC South. They're playing. <laughs> hey, Goose, quick here. I, I, I've, I've heard Michael Irvin, who we had on the first uh, segment of the show, um, say that the team in Miami in the 1990s, it wasn't the Dolphins. It was the U. Was it? Sorry, Michael. I'll take a team quarterback by Dan Marino over any college team. Ron? Hey, he raises a good point. It's hard to beat Marino. <laughs> Look, these college kids... Yeah, they were great teams, but we've, we, we saw it. Goose loves the college all-star game. How often did they win? Those were the best college players. It's okay. not that easy. Well, that's enough talk about the school. I want to hear from one of its players and great players, and we will when Jim Kelly joins us right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less-than-chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life. And so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Big Mo on here. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is certified smokeified. Eight-hour smoked brisket, certified beefified. Ten-hour smoked pulled pork, certified hogified. Applewood smoked bacon, certified bacon-fied. And the Smokehouse Seasoned Crust and Tangy Barbecue Sauce, certified smokeified. And what's better than three smoked meats on one pizza? This certifiable price. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is only nine bucks. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. Your mind is a blank slate as you enter total relaxation. Safe driver, paperless, multi-car. They are wrapping their savings around you. Like the tinfoil that wraps around your hot dog at a ball game, which for some reason costs $12.50. Switch to Progressive and surround yourself with savings. Visit Progressive.com today. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where MyPillow comes in, and now for a limited time, go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special tab, and use the promo code SKY. That's promo code SKY. Or call 1-800-635-1825 now. That's 1-800-635-1825 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 40% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with the promo code SKY. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local toll-free number. Just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. Well, you could say Jim Kelly started it all at the U because when Jim arrived in Miami at 1979 to play for Lou Saban, the Hurricanes hadn't been to a bowl game in 12 years. Two years later, though, Jim Kelly was the MVP of the Peach Bowl. And no surprise there, he had made an impact from the very beginning at Miami when his first star as a 19-year-old freshman when he upset Penn State 26-10. to Of course, it was long before the U would become an NFL tributary, sending 26 first-round draft picks to the NFL in the 1990s or 10 more. In any other school, Jim, of course, was a 1983 first-round draft pick of the Buffalo Bills, where he had such an accomplished NFL career, including four straight Pro Bowl or Super Bowl appearances. Sorry, that he was inducted in 2002 into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But today, he's here to talk to us about the U and how it and he all got started. So, Jim, thanks for joining us and get this huddle going, would you please? Oh, boy, I love it. Uh, even thinking about back in the U, even though I probably don't remember some things about that, but I do remember back in the day where, uh, you know, Lou Saban did recruit me. But to be honest with you, the guy that got it all started was Howard Schnellenberger, and I'm so blessed that I had, you know, throughout my career, whether it was high school, college, USFL, and the NFL, I have been blessed to have great, great head football coaches and it, you know, it definitely all started with my high school football coach, Terry Henry, who really taught me the word, uh, the words I should say, work ethic. And if I wanted to make it, I had to work at it. But uh, there's no doubt that I rub it into a lot of people when I say I'm from the U. So, yeah, that was bringing <laughs> back great memories. I was a guy who, you, you were at East Brady High School outside of Pittsburgh. You were the All-State quarterback. You threw for nearly 4,000 yards and I think 44 touchdowns. You wanted to go to Penn State. Everybody out there wants to go to Penn State. But you didn't go to Penn State. You ended up at the U. How did that happen? Well, to be honest with you, where I'm from, uh, south side of Pittsburgh, you're either Pitt or Penn State fan. And I've always been a Penn State fan. I always loved Joe Paterno. I always wanted to play for the Nittany Lions. And I guess as, as time went on, as I continued to get older, I went to a football camp my junior, senior year in high school, thinking I showed them enough that I could play the position of quarterback. But unfortunately, well, I should say, unfortunately for Penn State, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, he recruited me as a linebacker later on. I mean, he called me and said that, uh, you know, we've already signed two All-State quarterbacks, but we'll give you uh, a scholarship as a linebacker. And, of course, first thing I did was I had three older brothers. I called my oldest brother, Pat, who played for, you know, the NFL. I didn't play a long time, but he was drafted by the Baltimore Colts, and I called him and I said, Pat, Coach Saban just called me and told me that, uh, I mean, Coach uh, – uh, Paterno just called me and he told me that, uh, you know, they've already signed two All-State quarterbacks, but they'll give me a, a full ride uh, as a linebacker. What do you think I should do? And he said, brother, I have a few words of advice for you. 
He said, before, you know, you board those chartered flights uh, for the away games, he said, the flight attendants never want to know who the linebackers are. They always want to know who's the quarterback. And uh, I said, that's enough said. I'm a quarterback, and uh, the rest was history. I went, uh, went on to the University of Miami and uh, had a great, great time. And not a bad career. I didn't play a lot of games there, you know, but, uh, you know, the start of Howard Schnellenberger coming in, bringing a quarterback coach by the name of Earl Morrill, who really – taught me the pro-style offense, so it was a blessing. Yeah, but Jim, Penn State is linebacker you. Joe thought you were a linebacker. W- what gave you the conviction to pass on Penn State? Well, I really, you know, I played linebacker in college. I mean, in high school, I really enjoyed the position. I loved hitting and not getting hit. But I knew in my heart I wanted to play quarterback. And uh, even though my brother said that, probably more as a joke than anything, that's what I wanted to do. I, I mean, I was in my backyard. I wore number 12. I, you know, put a magic marker, you know, growing up in Pittsburgh, I was a big Terry Bradshaw fan on the field. And then off the field, I, I wanted to be like Joe Namath. I think everybody wanted to be back in the, back in those days. And for me, it was fun. And uh, that's, that's what my goal was. Come from a little dinky town in Pennsylvania, not sure what situation was going to be in my future, but I had big dreams and uh, you never know. I worked hard enough and, uh, you know, thank God it all came uh, came to the forefront, and I wound up you know, being able to fill a lot of dreams. We're speaking with Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at talkoffamenet. And, Jim, as I mentioned when I introduced you, your first start was against Penn State. Uh, you were 19 at the time, and I, I don't think you were supposed to win that game. But when it was over, Joe Paterno came over and shook your hand. What did you say to him or any chance you said to him, I told you so? One of those things I told you at the beginning, I don't remember yeah. And the thing is, all I remember is my mom and my dad were there, My bro- you know, a couple of my brothers. And as a matter of fact, Coach Schnellenberger, before the game, uh, pregame meals, when it pulled me aside the night before, I should say, um, he, you know, hinted around he was going to make some changes in not knowing that that was going to be one of them was going to be me. Uh, he pulled me aside after pregame meal and he said, son, get, get ready. You're starting today. And the first thing I did was, I went to the bathroom and I threw up for about 20 minutes because, you know, I was, of course, nervous. 19-year-old, playing in front of, what, 80,000, 90,000 people. My first start ever against a coach that told me I couldn't – well, I guess I wasn't good enough to, to be the quarterback that he wanted on his football team. And wind up going out, as you stated before, winning 26-10. And that was my start of my college career. My, As a matter of fact, my four last games of that season, my freshman year, we were against Penn State, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Florida. So it was a big-time welcome to the NCAA. Uh, Miami was 93-92 and 92 in those next two years. And could you see what was developing at the U, and, and could you sort of ever think that they were going to end up becoming that, that program that, that, that they were for so long, producing all those great NFL players? Well, yeah, I mean, we did. They, they brought a lot of great players in. You never know. I mean, you hope that you'll be able to be a big part of changing the program around. I had so many coaches when I was being recruited say, oh, they're going to get rid of football. You know, it's not a great university. And I bought into what Lou Saban said. He was, you know, he was a former NFL head coach. It's what my dream was. I mean, I went down there. I was recruited, you know, heavily. I, first time I ever really was in Florida. Never had lobster before, and, uh, you know, they picked me up with, I think, three or four Hurricane Honeys, uh, and I go, where do I sign that? So that, to me, was pretty cool. Pretty good sunburn, though, not being a, you know, being Irish and being from Pennsylvania. I'd really never been to Florida, so for me, that was a, a, a great surprise, and I loved it, but more importantly, 
for me was a pro-style offense because I continued to have that dream of playing in the NFL. Jim, your junior year, you did it again. Penn State was number one in the country. You beat them 17-14. You think Joe Paterno was getting a little tired of seeing you? <laughs> he probably did back then, but I, I got to admit, you know, of course, you know, it just wasn't me. It was so many different players that we had. We had a good defense at the time, and um, we really didn't throw the football a lot. I mean, compared to nowadays, you have, you know, the – the, uh, not only the run and shoot that was started coming in early, you know, probably in the 90s, but the no huddle offense and different things. And now you see so much uh, of a shotgun and everybody run that uh, different style of offense. We didn't throw the ball a lot, but we threw enough, to, I guess, to, to convince people out there that when I was a senior and I was up for the Heisman Trophy that I might be able to do it. But, boy, I'll tell you what, that was a great time, especially beating Penn State, especially when you look back and – them not want me to play there and saying I wasn't good enough. I mean, they never really came out and said that I wasn't good enough, but signing two All-State guys. And really, I think, to be honest with you, I don't think any of them really wind up playing. One turned out to be a receiver, and the other was a backup throughout his career. Hey, Jim, we've got about a minute left, but I wanted to ask you about being that the first-round draft pick in 1983. I mean, after then, you, you began a parade of All-American quarterbacks to Miami, Bernie Kosar, Testaverde, Walsh, Erickson, Gino Toretta. Do you take some pride in being the first and, and the one who got the U started? Yeah, I do, because I understand what the University of Miami is all about. They, they call quarterback U. I recruited Vinny and Bernie the same year, told them both they have a good chance of starting like anybody would do, trying to get top quarterbacks there. But, uh, yeah, I do. And, and, you know, I spent some time with Bernie and Vinny, and I, I don't, I'm not there a lot as far as around those guys, but when we do, we reminisce about the good old days, have a little fun. But, uh, yeah, because I always go around. I, everywhere I go where there's somebody from the U, we take a picture. It's all about the U. And when I sign a court, uh, you know, I, whether it's a helmet, a football, whatever, if it has the U on it, I put it's all about the U. Hey, Jim, thanks so much for the time, and thanks for reliving the good old days for us. My pleasure, guys. Y'all have a good time. Uh, And, again, I have to say it's all about you guys. So (laughs) take care of yourself, and have a good 2017. We'll talk to you down the road. Thanks, 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 Jim. Jim. That was Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly. Up next, our Rick Gaza explains why, when it comes to the draft, teams love living on the edge. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodet, trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Big Mo Case on here. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is certified smokeified. Eight hour smoked brisket, certified beefified. Ten hour smoked pulled pork, certified hogified. Applewood smoked bacon, certified bacon fine. And the Smokehouse seasoned crust and tangy barbecue sauce, certified smokeified. And what's better than three smoked meats on one pizza? This certifiable price. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is only nine bucks. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. Everybody get up! Everybody get up! Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep, and she don't know where to find them. 
Go! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where my pillow comes in. And now, for a limited time, go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special tab, and use the promo code SKY. That's promo code SKY. Or call 1 800 635 1825 now. That's 1 800 635 1825 to take advantage of this four pack special. You'll get 40% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with the promo code SKY. Better sleep starts with my pillow. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, which is 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Probably should have gone to Little Caesars, too, because that's where you can enjoy the new Smokehouse Pizza for only $9 plus tax. You heard me, nine bucks. It's tasty, it's only at Little Caesars, and it's only here for a limited time at participating locations. Well, guys, uh, this Saturday's April 1st, so you know what that means, Ron. Uh, your son's going to short sheet you or uh, pull saran wrap across the toilet. Or uh, How about replacing that air freshener with shrimp sentence? That's always a good one, wouldn't it? That'd be a good one to pull. Huh? It would be if he, if he has a, a short life expectancy hold. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, in my house, it is unwise to make father the April Fool's. That's reserved for the other 11 months. <laughs> it's done voluntarily. Hey, Goose, w- what did you do for April's full day, April Fool's Day as a kid, if you did anything? No, nothing serious. I, I told my brother, the old, my older brother, the Tigers made a trade. They didn't make harmless yeah. stuff. No, no toilet paper, greasing down no, the, the silverware, no, or nothing like that? Ron, you can't be that innocent. You must uh, have I know. I grew something. up in a different kind of neighborhood. I, I pretty I much bet. stayed in bed until April 2nd to avoid the family gunplay that some people <laughs> thought funny, while others thought foolish. <laughs> Okay, well, guess what, Goose? You didn't do it then, but you have a chance now. You have a chance to play an April Fool's joke on anyone or anything in the NFL. This is your chance. So, Goose Man, what are you going to do? I tell Tony Romo, if he comes back to the Cowboys, he can compete for the starting job. Not. (laughs) April Fool's. (laughs) I tell Brock Osweiler, yeah, we're going to trade you out of Cleveland. (laughs) Sorry. April Fool's. Uh, me, I think I'm telling Ron hmm, that losing the Raiders to Las Vegas means the Raiders <laughs> junked that theme song. Oh, what a great theme oh, song. In favor of this. Let's get ready to rumble! That wouldn't be so bad, would it, Ron? <laughs> That's perfect, actually. Perfect. Right town, right team. There you go. Gentlemen, every year the draft defines how the NFL game is played. Since 2000, there have been 73 defensive ends drafted in the first round. That's tops of any position. Why? Because in today's NFL, you need to pressure the quarterback. Those ends, those edge rushers provide that heat. The next most popular position since 2000 has been wide receiver with 69 first round selections. That's understandable. It's a passing league and it's the wide receivers who stretch the field and make the plays that win games. If you have a franchise quarterback in place, your wide receivers enhance his chance for success. The third most popular position since 2000 has been cornerback with 67 first-round selections. Again, understandable. Someone has to cover all those great receivers entering the league, especially if your pass rush can't get to the quarterback. The next most popular position since 2000 has been offensive tackle with 65 first-round selections. Offenses need those tackles to block all those elite edge rushers entering the league. 
Uh, to give your passer and receiver a chance to impact the game, you need to keep your quarterback upright. The offensive tackles do that. So let's add it up. There have been 540 first-round picks since 2000, more than half of them. 274 of them, in fact, have been devoted to those four positions, wide receiver, offensive tackle, defensive end, and cornerback. If you want to win in today's NFL, you need to win on the edge. Wide receivers and tackles give you that chance at offense. Defense and ends and cornerbacks give you that chance on defense. Well, Dr. Data, you are the guru of all drafting matters. Uh, so what's the batting average of these picks? Are there more hits or more reaches? Ron, as you know, as an astute NFL observer that you are, there are hits and misses in every round of every draft, but the hits in the first round can be huge. A Von Miller, a Julio Jones, a Joe Thomas, a Clay Matthews. The hits are players who can get you to the Super Bowl, so teams will keep swinging for the fences. Goose, if you're Dr. Data, I want to know why you just called Ron an astute NFL observer. Come on, you're supposed to know better than that. He thought it was April Fool's Day. I've been sitting next to Ron in press box for 40 years, and I'm hoping it rubs off. Hey, Goose, here's my question. I mean, we're always told that you know the quarterback, the franchise quarterback, that's the most important position. Right. Or are the draft results telling us, uh, actually, no, it's not. It's, it's the edge pasture. Oh, it's the cornerbacks. It's the tackles. Well, if there's an elite, well, if you look at the top of these drafts, quarterbacks always go one, two, and three, those franchise guys. And if, if there's not a franchise guy there, you're better off getting a supporting cast until a franchise quarterback does land in your lap. Uh, I'd rather have a Von Miller than a Blake Bortles. Well, that is the two-minute warning. So, Ron, make like the Raiders and get us moving. Got a plane to catch, remember? Yes, I do. Colin Kaepernick's last cover boy appearance was on Time Magazine. Will he ever be on Sports Illustrated again? No, but he has a chance to make it on Genuflect Quarterly. Not as a football player. Is Tony Romo headed to CBS, the Houston Texans, or out to pasture? Houston and out to pasture. The two are inseparable. The Texans. He needs work. They need a quarterback. Which would mean the ER. Uh, if the Chargers finished with the best record in the AFC, they'd host the AFC Championship game at 30,000-seat StubHub Center. Would the NFL try to re relocate the game to Las Vegas? No, they wouldn't, Ron, but they're already talking about Long Beach Poly High. Ron, 32 owners have their hands raised. Texans coach Billy O'Brien says he's, quote-unquote, excited to begin working with Tom Savage at quarterback. Is that fake news? Concussion syndrome? Or the result of passing the Dale Carnegie course? None of the above. He's excited because this year, Ron, he at least met his quarterback. I call it unbridled optimism. When the Patriots play in Mexico City in November, who guards Tom Brady's jersey? Zorro. The, the Kraft family. Zorro, that's good. Did Tariq Hill's success in 2016 help Joe Mixon's draft chances in 2017? Yes, it did, because in the NFL, skill supersedes crime. Joe Mixon's Oklahoma game tape will help Joe Mixon in this draft. Cowboys Vice President Stephen Jones, friend of the show, says there's a method to the madness here in losing five defensive players who started at least seven games last season. Is he the mad hatter or a mad scientist? Neither. He's Jerry's son. His logic is sound. Why over players who aren't good enough? So, will Ben Roethlisberger really retire? Yeah, of course. Sometime. Eventually, yes. In 2017, no. His coach, Mike Tomlin, said if he does, the Seals need to, quote, start shopping our sword. Is the guy contemplating Harry Carey? I don't know, but I would. Landry Jones is the next option. 
You spell sword, L-E-V-E-O-N-B-E-L-L. The Patriots have drafted the third most quarterbacks over the last decade, five, despite having Tom Brady. Why bother? You can know this, Ron. You cover the team because each fall they must audition a new cast for the Brady Bunch. The same philosophy worked well for the Packers in the 1990s. Draft them, develop them, trade them. We want to thank Michael Irvin, Jim Kelly, and Ed Graney for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be, too. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. This is Stan White. You're listening to Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less-than-chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life, and so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Big Mo Case on here. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is certified smokeified. Eight hour smoked brisket, certified beefified. Ten hour smoked pulled pork, certified hogified. Applewood smoked bacon, certified bacon fine. And the Smokehouse Seasoned Crust and Tangy Barbecue Sauce, certified smokeified. And what's better than three smoked meats on one pizza? This certifiable price. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is only nine bucks. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. Progressive presents Mindfulness with Flow. You feel yourself getting lighter with each progressive discount. Paperless, safe driver, multi-car. Yes, lighter, like a new line of sneakers. Or a slugger on a crash diet the week before spring training. Stay away from the cheesecake. Ascend to a higher plane of insurance with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where MyPillow comes in, and now for a limited time, go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special tab, and use the promo code SKY. That's promo code SKY. Or call 1-800-635-1825 now. That's 1-800-635-1825 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 40% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with the promo code SKY. Better sleep starts with MyPillow.